Welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. So today I have no special guests. It's just me. Um, so what can I say? It's going to be a shorter episode, and I'm sure some of you might be happy about that. Um, but anyway, I want to share with you my uh, tales from um, my experience out at Colorado Bend State Park over the weekend. Um, you know, it was funny. I was in the middle of running uh, this race out there uh, over the weekend, and I will get into the details of that in a bit. Um, but I was out there on the trails, and I'm thinking, you know, I need to keep doing more of this stuff because I'm going to run out of stories, you know. And again, as I've often said, the reason I do a lot of this stuff is just for the life experience and the stories. And, you know, you're not going to get too many life experiences, road running, honestly. I mean, at least not the kind of stuff that you would get out this way, you know, um, or out that way, you know, on the trails. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's sort of interesting, but anyway, um, my friends, uh, Orlando and Kathy Montalvo came up from the Rio Grande Valley. Um, they are two of me, my BFFs and, uh, it was so good to see them. And we spent the weekend together and had a lot of laughs and ate a lot and whatnot. And, uh, but we, we, we all ran the race together. Um, so Colorado Bend State Park is located, um, probably about 35 minutes north, of, or I'm sorry, west of Lampasas, Texas. Um, and you can just pull out a map and look at that. And, it, and it's about maybe 25 minutes from a little town called San Saba, which is probably one of my favorite small towns in Texas, if not my favorite. Um, it's sort of like a Fredericksburg, if you're familiar with that, but I think it's nicer, uh, or it's not as touristy and gimmicky. Uh, at least I've been going there for a few years and I haven't noticed it being that way, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um, but anyway, uh, it's also known as the pecan capital of the world. So go check it out. It's got some, you can eat and drink your way through the town. You know, I mean, it's probably worth an overnight. I don't, I don't know if I'd spend like three days there, but anyway, um, so the park is itself is very remote. Um, you don't get cell phone service up there, which could be a good or a bad thing. So I reminded myself to download my playlist so that way I wouldn't, you know, I'd be able to still listen to it, you know, without service. And uh, yeah, and it's just very beautiful and rocky. And um, it's the place where I did my first big boy trail race, as I call it, my first out of town trail race. It's um, yeah, that was in 2012. And I went up, I was living in the Rio Grande Valley at the time. And so I, I drove up with some uh, trail running buddies of mine, all, all guys. Um, and we camped the night before. Okay, so let me tell you about that race. Um, it was the third of four uh, of the Captain Carl's Night Trail series uh, races. And, and this is a series of races that is run at night. Um, <clears throat> so it's dark. And it's in the summer, and I think the first one starts in mid-June out at Pedernales Falls. The second one is at Muleshoe Bend, um, and the third one is at Colorado Bend, and then the final one is at Reveille Peak Ranch um, in Burnett. So uh, they have 10K, 30K, and 60K, and you get 12 hours to finish the 60K or any other race that you're doing. Um, and it was just, this was the first year that they, they were holding it out at this, this park. I, I forget where they'd previously done it, but anyway, they moved it out to Colorado Bend. And, um, you know, again, I, I'd never been to this place, so it was just insanely beautiful. And you don't really even feel like you're in Texas. It's just got these giant rock formations and springs and things like that. And it's just really cool. So we 
camp the night before, but uh, sadly, none of us really knew how to set up our tents. <laughs> um, yeah, we're all fumbling around kind of in the semi-dark using our headlamps and stuff, trying to put things together. And fortunately for us, there was a um, an experienced camping couple uh, near us and they saw that we were struggling and they're like, would you like some help? And I'm like, yes, please. And of course the guys are all being guys and they're just like, no, we're good. And I'm like, no, we're not. <laughs> Fortunately, they did help us and we all were able to sleep inside of our own tents that night. Um, also some amazing stargazing out there, man. It's again, cause it's, you know, it's just, it's very remote. And uh, I think the, I don't know how you say it, Perseid, Perseid, I don't know, P-E-R-S-E-I-D uh, meteor shower was happening. And so we spent that that evening, you know, just kind of watching the stars and drinking beer and talking and stuff. And it was it was really cool. It's it is sort of nice to unplug from the outside world sometimes, um, you know, and just sort of get back to the basics. Uh, kind of reminds me of when I was a kid, you know, because you know we didn't have all the technology and stuff. Because you know that's just not how things were back then. But uh, anyway. So we, uh, yeah, so then we ran that race and, um, and I enjoyed it. I, I think I was only one of two masters females. And so <laughs> I placed second in my age group or my, in masters got a little trophy or something. I, no, I think I got a watercolor that, that was done by Mrs. Captain Carl. And she is, uh, he was the father-in-law of, um, brad quinn and uh died from cancer i believe uh years ago and this this race was in his memory the the captain carl series captain carl um so anyway yeah so i <laughs> i felt kind of special i was like wow i you know my first out of town trail race and i'm already placing Woo! i like being in masters it is sort of fun at first when you're in masters because then you you know there, there aren't that many of us out there. And so, um, although nowadays it seems like that, that number has grown and all those women in their forties are now in their fifties and whatnot. And, uh, I don't place anymore. <laughs> I'm just happy to finish. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, so that's my backstory on Colorado bend. It's just, it's a beautiful place. It's probably one of my favorite places. It is also what I call Satan's driveway. Um, because there is a, um, a section, um, in the 30k and 60k loops um it's about two miles of just unbroken or i'm sorry broken up rock and it they, they're like the size of tombstones it's huge it's just they're huge and i don't know how in the world anyone can run through that you know with without falling i mean even me just kind of picking my way through it with my feet you know i'm still you know tumbling and trying to hold myself upright um, and so I, I, I dubbed that place Satan's driveway, which seems to have stuck. Um, fast forward to this weekend. Uh, I have never run Colorado Bend State Park during the daylight hours, like all daylight. Um, I've, you know, when you, when you start the Captain Carl's race, usually they start us around, depending on which distance you're doing, like anywhere between seven and eight 30. So, um, and really the only way you will ever get me to stay up all night anymore, um, is to, you know, throw me in a trail race, you know, either running it or working an aid station. Um, it's, I just love it or pacing somebody, you know, again, it all has to do with trails. Um, but anyway, it, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it's quite the experience, but so this was, I was excited about this because, um, this race started a few years ago. Um, they did, I think they were holding it in December, and then they moved it to February a couple of years ago and I, it just never worked out with my schedule. And so this year I had the weekend free. And so, um, 
decided to give it a shot. Um, and just for reference sake, um, a tinaja is a um, rock formation that's been eroded by water over a long period of time. And this stores water um, in arid environments. So you see this um, particularly in Arizona, I am told. Um, but Colorado Bend State Park is full of these. And um, oh boy, let me tell you, <laughs> I discovered a lot of that over the weekend. Um, yeah, so the Montavos and I, we we got to the park. Uh, it was a little chilly, but it wasn't bad. It was actually, you know, I was kind of worried because I thought, oh, God, you know, end of February, you know, Texas, it could be anything, and it usually is. Um, you know, I, I just, I was sort of stealing myself for a really cold, nasty weekend like we had the weekend before. But fortunately for us, it, it, it was warm. Um, it, I think it ended up in the 80s that day. Um in the morning, it was still a little chilly, but uh, but it wasn't bad. It was an, it was really good running weather. So you know, the sun was out, and um, it was you know very pleasant. And our friend uh, Joel Olivares, he was uh, just about to take off for the half marathon distance, and so we saw him off, you know, cheering and ringing cowbells and all that stuff. Um, and then we just kind of killed some time. Um, and I was introducing the Montavos to my other trail running buddies from San Antonio. Um, Angela, her daughter Riley, who I ran with last weekend, and of course David Salazar, the famous hollering man. Um, ooh, I can't do it, but yeah, if you ever hear that in the woods, it's probably David Salazar because that's how he rolls. Um, anyway, and um, yeah, and so it, and then I was introducing my San Antonio friends to PJ, the race director. You know, and most of you know the backstory on that one is he. I introduced him to trail running a few years ago and I dragged him and another guy up to um, the J and J uh, trail race to uh, run an aid station. It was my first time captaining an aid station and, uh, and neither of them had ever been to a trail race before, much less running you know, trails. And so I was kind of like, Oh boy, but they were enthusiastic and whatnot. And, you know, long story short, next thing you know, PJ's volunteering all the time, just, totally digging the culture. Um, it, it does take a particular kind of person to, you know, adapt or, or love trail running. Um, and I would say most people that try it, love it. I haven't really run into too many people that don't like it. I know people get worried about, you know, falling and things like that, but that's, that kind of just goes with the territory. You know, you just kind of have to just suck it up and deal, you know, but, um, anyway, we, uh, so next thing, you know, PJ, um, becomes like a, a pretty important volunteer. And next thing you know, he's quitting his job and he's becoming uh, a co-race director for Tejas Trails. Pretty cool. And he just turned 30. Um, but anyway, I was introducing my friends to him and, and like likewise. Um, so what I didn't do, which was my first big mistake of the day, was I didn't listen to PJ when we were all lining up at the start because they always give you a, a you know pre-race briefing and you know just kind of go over what the trail is going to be, what to expect, what the signs are, da 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 da. You know, and I've done enough of these races that it's like, and I know this park, um, not particularly this route, but I, I know the park pretty well. So I was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. I don't, you know, blah, blah, blah. big mistake, Donna. Always listen to what the race director is talking about. So the first three miles um, are familiar territory for me. You, you go out about three quarters of a mile and it's flat. It's really nice. You run along the river, the Colorado river. That's why it's called Colorado bend. Um, and then you head up this <laughs> pretty steep, uh, 
hill with giant rocks. It's very technical and, you know, you just have to kind of pick your way through the rocks and, uh, you know, and then it flattens out sometimes. But the thing you got to be careful of is that there are a lot of uh, toe catcher rocks out there. And I kept catching my toe um, on these little stealth rocks that would be poking up out of the ground. And that, that has always been a problem for me, especially in the dark. Um, I remember one race I was out there doing the 30 K, uh, the night race. And I was with a friend, she couldn't stop throwing up and I couldn't stop falling. It was like, we were like team <laughs> puke and fall. <laughs> it was an interesting night, but, um, but anyway, yeah. So I had to keep really watching myself on this and, um, I knew Orly and Kathy were going to be ahead of me. Um, Kathy was also, uh, recovering from a twisted ankle, um, and, but she, she is probably the toughest woman I've ever met, man. She's amazing. And, um, she's done numerous hundred milers as his husband, um, who's, who I call hundo and he calls her babe. So that's, that's my nickname for her. Uh, so babe and hundo are out there and, uh, she's out there with this, you know, twisted ankle or recovering from it. And I'm thinking, man, I hope she's doing okay. And, um, later found out that she twisted it again. I was like, oh my God, you know? But they were ahead of me, and then I was with um, David, Angela, and Riley uh, for a while. And then I don't know. This is this is my other dumb mistake that I always make, and I'm I'm too damn polite because I always think I'm holding somebody back, and sometimes I am. I mean, you know, it's it's like you really don't want somebody in front of you who's kind of slower than you. I mean, obviously, you know, if you're on single track and you're going uphill, there's really not much else you can do except just sort of, you know, be behind that person. But, um, but I'm, I'm very cognizant of that. And so I'm always stepping off the trail and next thing you know, I'm the caboose. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, anyway, um, wow. I just had something <laughs> pop up. Okay, good. I'm still recording. Whoo. My Zoom decided to just start updating, and I'm like, eh. but my recording is still going, so there we go. But anyway, um, yeah, so I was the caboose most of the time. I mean, I did find some other stragglers, thank God. And I don't know why I always have this thing. I don't want to be the last person. I mean, I have a few times, but, um, well, not a few, but a couple. And uh, I don't know why. I just don't want to be DFL, dead fucking last. Um, anyway, um so I just kind of gave up and thought, well, I just won't, I'm not going to have any trail friends out here today. And that was okay. I was just kind of digging my soundtrack that I had from the week before, um, you know, full of, you know, Mona skin and ACDC. Oh God, I don't know. Arctic monkeys. It just had all kinds of stuff on it. It was fun. Um, but anyway, oh yeah. And Greta Van Fleet. Who love that band. Um, anyway, uh, so I'm out there and, and so, you know, you get up, so you're going up that first three miles and it's again, familiar. Sometimes you just have to watch the little stealth rocks and then you get to an aid station at the three mile mark. Um, and then you turn around, but we don't, it's not an out and back. You go back a different way. Um, well, you, it's familiar for a little while and then it splits off into a new trail, which I was excited about. I was like, Ooh, new trail, fun, you know? And I thought I'd seen it all out there at Colorado Bend, but clearly I have not. <laughs> The first part of this was really nice. It was very runnable. It was flat. I was like, man, I like this race. Okay. Yeehaw. I can move, you know, and I thought, good, maybe I'll catch up to my friends. And then it started. There were, there were, I think someone told me seven water crossings in this stupid race. 
Seven. Water. He had to like jump over rocks. Thank God it was warm. That's the only thing I can tell you. Um, the only, and the, the big thing that was, you know, of course, aside from the fact that I didn't want to fall in, I don't mind getting wet, but I just didn't want to ruin my phone. You know? <laughs> so on the first water crossing, there's these rocks and I was with these girls and they went across and kind of watched what they did. And um, I, one of them was standing kind of midway to, you know, see if I needed a hand, which I did. Um, but I also gave her my handheld. I'm like, can you hold on to this till I get across? Cause I don't want to fall in with my phone. And so I, um, you know, trying to strategize how to do this without, you know, landing inside, you know, the, the river or whatever. <laughs> so it took a little while, but I got across. I thought, Oh God, this is not good. And, uh, yeah. And then you'd run a little while and, Next thing you know, there's another water crossing and it's like, oh my God. And some people were just sloshing through, just getting their feet wet. Who cares? And I had on like my brand new, uh, ultra Lone Peak eights, um, that are really groovy shoes. They're kind of like a deep blue with, um, orange shoelaces. I call them gator colors because they are my alma mater, University of Florida. Um, anyway, um, I thought, well, I'm christening my shoes. That's a lovely thing. And the water was cold because um, I did at some point just said, screw it. I'm just going to, you know, you know, walk through the water and just deal with it. Uh, but it really started turning into like an adventure race. because, And again, I'm there with this, you know, arthritic hip that doesn't really, it, it wasn't bothering me too much per se, but I still feel kind of stiff with it. And it, it's not like I can you know, it, and there's a lot of step downs. And so you had to really think about where you're going to put your feet. Um, and again, I, I just was not mentally ready for that. I just was like, Oh my God, what the heck is going on here? You know, and I, you know, at some points I'm just like old lady butt scooting down these rocks because I didn't know what else to do. Uh, and I found out that a lot of people were doing that too. And at one point, I think we were, you know, at another one and it was like down this giant, you know, rock formation and I had no idea how to get down it. And this guy came up behind me and he, he demonstrated, he had like kind of sidewinder, uh, like Spider-Man walk down this thing. So he had to like, you know, like bear crawling on, on, you know, but to the side and it was, whoo, he was pretty nimble. I am not. Um, <clears throat> and, um, yeah, so I was just like, oh, this is not great, but you know, everybody's passing me at this point. I'm just like, Oh, whatever, you know? And then, then there were some flats then there's some more water crossings. <laughs> it's just kind of getting tired of it all. Um, but anyway, I, um, got to the final one. Oh my God. This was like the worst one there. Cause there's like a little waterfalls and I'm like, where in the world do we go? And then I look across this water and I see the the confidence markers hanging from a tree. I'm like, Oh my God, you want me to cross this thing? How am I going to do this? I thought, how do all these other people do it? And they're not freaked out. Um, again, I just, th that's one of the things about trail running is sometimes you have to really strategize. And, and that's why I like it. Cause you have to think, you know, it's not like you're just sort of putting one foot in front of the other. You're like putting one foot in front of the other, but you got to think about where you're putting this feet instead of just plodding along. And, um, it, it really, does keep you alert, but I was, I was a little tired and I was like, geez, Louise. And it was taking me forever. I, by that, I do mean forever to, to get this stupid thing done. And, um, but at this point I was just like, whatever, I just, you know, I, 
I'm so close to finishing, you know, um, let's just get through it. And um, so I watched this other couple, they they came up behind me because I'm standing here going, I have no idea how to do this. Well, because I stepped in the water on a rock, but it was covered in moss and I started slipping around and I thought, oh my God, I'm going to go in. And I managed to catch myself, you know, thank God for the core strength. Um, and then I uh, watched them cross, you know, they got their feet wet. And so I'm like, well, yeah, I, you know, whatever. As long as I can get to the other side, that's fine. Um, yeah. And prior to that, uh, I was on another really tricky climb where I was old lady butt scooting down this rock. <laughs> Andrea, uh, Andrea Marsh, um, one of my buddies, um, she's like, so how's Satan's driveway treating you? <laughs> Is it winning or are you? And she goes, I, I think I'm winning. <laughs> but I wasn't so sure. I was like, oh my God. She's like, how are you feeling? I'm like, awkward. <laughs> I really did. I just like, man, I'm like the most awkward trail runner there is. It's just, it's kind of embarrassing. I'm, and I'm kind of like this at the gym sometimes. We'll do, we'll do certain movements and the, everybody else seems to understand how to do it. It's just like my brain is just not wired that way. And I just, I can't figure it out. It's like, I just can't work out how you go one way and let the body do something else. And <laughs> I, I, I do march to my own drummer, but um, anyway, nonetheless, I managed to get through that final uh, water crossing. And I think it was an Andrea, 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 sorry. I, it's A-N-D-R-I-A. I just, <laughs> not sure if I'm even saying it right, but um, she told me that there were seven water crossings. She was like doing the marathon or something out there. And I'm just like, oh God, she's already been through this. You know, maybe she's doing the half. It doesn't matter, but she's already been through it. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, I was not expecting this at all. And I mean, cause it really was, it was, it was real tricky. And um, I was like, man, I really hate this race. <laughs> um, and I kept thinking, where in the world is the familiar part? You know, cause we kept having to go up and down on these hills and giant rocks and, you know, more and more of the same, you know, the same old thing. And I'm like, oh my God. And finally there it was the flat that led to the finish line. And I'm like, oh my God, I was so happy. And um, that part is always such a relief, especially when it's dark, you know, like midnight or something like that, two o'clock in the morning, whatever, you know, and you're finishing the race and, you know, you, you see the flat because you're, you're sitting there in your head the whole time you're running going, all right, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And then there it is. And uh, so, yeah, I, I ran as much of that, at, you know, at a stretch as I could. And then I, I did come in running at the finish. Um, yeah, it took me about two and a half hours. <laughs> to do this race. I think I was second from the last. I think the final person came in at like three hours and change. So, you know, it was, but I wasn't too far behind most of my friends. So that wasn't so bad, but I just kind of felt embarrassed. I was like, Oh my God, at least I finished, you know? So that was, that was the good part. But, um, and of course, like every, every time I say I'll never do something again, you know, after a little period of time, sometimes it's like 15 minutes could be a couple days. Um, I'm like, well, I didn't die. Um, and now I know what to expect. I think I'm going to do this again next year. <laughs> so here we go. And plus I want to, I, I definitely want to better my time next year. Um, and now that I know what to expect, um, and I have to say, I was so grateful that I had on those new shoes because they're real grippy. They've got a, a Vibram sole on them. And, um, you know, cause on some of those rocks, I mean, if I had on my old ultras, cause those things were just well, they, they died when I was out at Band of Runners. Oh, God, I was sliding everywhere. Um, you know, the tread had all worn off. And um, 
yeah, that that is one tip you know, that I can give you is uh, do not wear street shoes for heaven's sake and also wear shoes that have got some pretty good grip on them because I think you're going to need it. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. So, uh, anyway, that was, that was that experience. And, um, yeah. And then the, I went out, we went out and had barbecue afterward, uh, with Hoel and his wife, Jessica, and then the Montavos. And so we stuffed ourselves with barbecue and then drove back and Saturday night they stayed with me and we just listened to music and drank a little and had some chips and guac just sort of shot the breeze all evening. And, uh, yeah, so that was basically that, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was, a. I mean, it was a good race. It wasn't, you know, like my favorite or anything like that, but it was good. And it was a nice, um, experience. Again, I got some trail stories out of it. Um, and I do need to, you know, really start to ramp up my running game here a little bit. Um, I am set to do the 20 K in about, two weeks, I think it is, um, down in the Valley, uh, Mesquite fire race. I was talking to my friend Louisa yesterday and she's like, are you still coming down? I'm like, yes. And I said, I'm not sure about that 20 K. And she's like, well, I'm going to do it. And I'm like, Oh God, I said, I'm just not sure I'm ready for that. And she goes, Oh, but just think of it this way. We'll be able to hang together and catch up. I'm like, all right. So she and I will probably be hiking the heck out of that one. And, um, she was my other BFF from down in the Valley. And, uh, yeah, we're pretty much the same age. And so we just, you know, we used to take turns, you know, taking first and masters. <laughs> I don't think we're going to place this time, given the fact that I don't think she's been running at all. And I've not been, I've been running like once a week. I mean, I've been training and doing other stuff, but, um, you know, still, <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's that. And then uh, there's something, there's an event coming up that the Rockhoppers are doing, the San Antonio Rockhoppers. Um, they are um, doing a, it's a first time thing. Uh, I love the Rockhoppers because they always have these weird ideas for, you know, local events, I guess. Um, this one's the San Pedro um, Creek Park um, loop. And so it's a, I think, I think you can do, three or six hours, something like that. I'm probably going to shoot for three um, and run as many loops as you can uh, around this lake park. I don't, I've never been out there and it's weird because it's you know, been to pretty much all of the parks in San Antonio since I've moved here, but that one I haven't been to, but it's apparently the largest freshwater swimming pool in the country. Um, I can't believe I've never been out there. So I'll be out there. I think it's the 23rd. Um, but yeah, so we're all, you know, some of us are going to go do that. And then I think they're going to do the die hard on the power lines. <laughs> um, these are the Blanco power lines because the uh, Babcock ones, we can't go through anymore. Power lines are these, it's like this giant honking hill with rocks and crap. Um, it just goes straight up and it's like a three mile out and back. And um, a few years ago, they, they started the event and you, you could do 24 hours, 12 hours, six hours, uh, on there and, um, get as many miles in as you can. And so I think that, I, I think that one's the beginning of April, if I recall correctly. And, uh, so I'll probably attempt that, um, because I'm stupid. Um, well, you know, I'm not going to win anything. I'm just trying to, you know, do whatever I can out there and just, it's, it's again, this is my social life. This is what I do. It's my thing. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm very excited to 
get myself back out there. It's, it's not been bad. And, um, yeah, and the weather's improving, thank God. So I think, knock wood, I think we might be out of the cold. Um, I hope so. But who knows? Maybe we'll get an ice storm next week. Nah. Anyway, that's all I've got for now. I will see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.